Hi, y'all. This is Lauren Sanders. I am your BIPOC um, co-conspirator for this this last week. Uh, I read through your responses and your summaries, and I am ready to give a response. As I read through your uh, summaries and responses, um, I got the general feeling of maybe a little bit of anxiety, maybe a little bit of confusion, maybe a little bit of um, fear, but as the uh, parent birds all turn to their little baby chicks, and some of them just kind of push them out the nest and either you fly or you drop to the ground. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel as though having watched some of um, Anna and Elsa's um, videos that now is this moment of ending the program as it stands right now and uh, you're feeling what that baby bird might feel that you are either ready to fly or not ready to fly so the question i hear from a lot of your summaries is where do we go from here i enjoy that question where do we go from here because it's part of a journey and um, at this point, you all have been looking back on where you started and talking about um, some of the feelings uh, that you felt as you went on this journey. And for some of you, it was a journey forward in kind of a linear progression. Uh, for some, it seemed as though there were spirals and um, for some, it seemed as though there were circles. Uh, where do we take the PCUSA? Where do we take the Presbytery of the Twin Cities area? Where do we take um, Minnesota and Wisconsin? Um, where do we take uh, the Christian church? These kinds of questions, where do we take our neighborhood? Um, where do we take our family? Um, are good questions to ask. Uh, they are very good checkpoints um, in your journey. And uh, as I am indigenous, it's not always required that our journey move uh, in a linear fashion. In fact, uh, sometimes it's more powerful that it does move in a circular way or, or in a spiral. So I hear you all asking, where do we go from here? Where do I, as a white person who wishes to be um, an ally, but also a co-inspirationist um, on this journey, how do I bring the uh, 
anti-racism spiritual qualities that you that I have been learning how do I take that forward how do I continue to grow those and manifest those Um, and that is a very good question I don't have the answer for you but I do have some tips um, to help you move forward along the way and actually um, a lot of these tips came from your own responses As you look around where you are now and think about where you want to go, the first um, response that I have to your summaries is just a reminder that uh, structures, institutions, systems, um, media tend to uphold um, principles and principalities and powers principalities and powers. So um, if racism is baked into the structures, institutions, programs, um, organizations, then they are going to tend to uphold the status quo. They're going to maintain themselves and um, because they are, in effect, a machine. Reinhold Nieper uh, is a, was a theologian, and he talked about how um, our society produces machines, um, not as like a robot. I'm not talking about a robot or a washing machine. I'm talking about um, these structures, institutions, organizations, um, systems, that these systems that society produces, t- uh, in order for them to have a long lasting uh, life, in order for them to live on, they have to maintain the um, the status quo of when they were created. So, if a if racism, systemic oppression, colonization are baked into the origin of systems, institutions, organizations, media, um, then they are going to maintain and uphold that. So as you're looking into the world around you and you're becoming and you have uh, a new awareness um, from this anti-racism journey we've been on uh, as you look around you're going to want to ask why so a lot of you talked about um, Black Panthers and and their portrayal in the media and that it instilled fear and that is a good analysis uh, the next step of that analysis is why why was it that why was it important that Black Panthers um, that their presence uh, portrayed fear to uh, uh, white audience. Who benefits from that? Who benefits from that medial portrayal and that continued portrayal of uh, Black Panthers as being um, um, inciting violence, uh, filling us with fear 
that kind of thing. So now that you have this awareness and you're asking what now, then the question that you need to become familiar with is why is it that way and who benefits those two questions. So for instance, as you guys talk about gun safety and public safety or uh, abolish um, police um, or um, a lot of the other issues that are coming up, water is life, um, you need to become uh, comfortable or um, you need to be able to voice, maybe not comfort, but uh, you need to be able to voice why. Why is this important? Who benefits? Who benefits from the status quo? Who benefits from there being no gun policy? Who benefits from a debate where um, there's just debate and no, um, no resolution? Who benefits from that? Who benefits from change? Um, who benefits from, let's say, if there were gun control policies um, that came into uh, our Congress lately? Um, as you're learning about those and educating yourself on those and becoming aware of those, the next level is to ask who benefits? Who benefits from the way this is written? Who benefits from this change? Who really benefits? And taking a step and a look at that. That is the first place you can go from here. Another place that you might wish to go from here is challenge is to challenge the spaces in your life that are still white only. Uh, for some of you, this might mean to abo abolish those places. Uh, for some of you, it might mean to um, have changed those places of white only, just as you have in this white caucus. Um, and worked on building relationships, uh, worked with uh, being authentic and how to speak from your authentic self. Um, you might want to use these um, spaces in your life to confront conflict, uh, practice confronting conflict. Uh, what would you say if someone said something racist, that might be something that you want to have uh, a future white caucus about um, or practice with your uh, family and close friends, how you would um, resolve or confront conflict uh, and that you would need to practice those things. Um, I'm a chaplain and a lot of the um, way that we learned how to be with people in difficult situations is to learn how to role play and role play is an important part of who I am and what I do. Uh, I do it with my kids. Um, what would you do if somebody bullied you? What would you do if someone touched you inappropriately? What would you do if, and, and then walk them through those, those what ifs, um, both with me playing a role and, you know, switching off and until they feel comfortable enough to go forward, um, until I feel comfortable enough so that I can go forward. 
uh, role play is an important part. And if you are having trouble confronting conflict, then uh, I suggest in um, White Caucus or with your family uh, that you practice role playing. Debating. Um, another way to challenge your uh, spaces in your life that are only that are white only is to work on debating. A lot of you talked about how do you have that difficult conversation uh, with someone who obviously um, after having a conversation that um, they didn't change. They didn't change one bit. So how do you have a debate? Um, what does it mean to debate? Does it mean that the winner of the debate is right? Uh, You're challenging. You need to challenge that understanding of what it means to debate. I feel like if you get three people together, you always have five different views. So um, it's important to learn how to have healthy debate and learn how to um, admit mistakes or say, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it from that point of view before. That does change what I'm thinking. I'm not sure that it changes my whole uh, perspective, but it definitely changes it that I need to think about it. Those kinds of things. Saying those kinds of things. And maybe that's a part of uh, learning how to confront conflict. Maybe that's a part of what it means to debate. Maybe that's a part of um, how to build authentic relationships. Um, maybe it's a part of all of it. Uh, but you got to practice it. That's the, that's the important part. You got to practice all these things. And I do that through role play. Role playing with, um, as a chaplain, role playing as a parent, um, helping them, helping as a parent, you know, what do you do if a stranger talks to you? What do you do if, um, somebody in it touches you inappropriately? What do you do? And then you practice it. You practice um, saying no, you practice, uh, um, being proactive. You practice all of these things. Um, you practice being in heated conversations where you're not defensive. Um, you practice listening. All of these things, uh, you can do through role play. You could do through, um, uh, maintaining a white caucus where you're, you're challenging each other, um, to, uh, have these authentic relationships, um, you're practicing, you're practicing what you want to do. And it's important that you practice, you practice in uh, a space, um, so that you're not practicing on me so that you're not practicing on people of color. Um, you will make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Um, I know how to say, I'm sorry. And I know how to say it in a way that I mean it. Um, Maybe that's a struggle for you and that you have to practice. Um, and that's important. Just practice. The uh, other place that you might um, challenge uh, the spaces that are still white only is in church. Um, I, one of my um, fellow theologians, indigenous theologians, um, Reverend Dr. Carmen Lansdale. Um, she said that there's a difference between all are welcome. And, um, I created this, we created this with you in mind. And that is powerful. I would take it a step further. And I would say there's a difference between all are welcome 
and we created this with you. And when you couldn't be here, we created this with you in mind. We created this with you. And when you couldn't be here, we created this with you in mind. This is a challenge. Um, Our churches were not, maybe we have worked hard to create the banner that says all are welcome and change the minds of our congregants to say all are welcome. It is a deeper level, another level to say, we worked with you. We worked together. We include, um, so in Potawatomi, we have two different we's, the word, um, the understanding of we. There's we exclusive of you. So me, my brother, my sister, and not you. And then we inclusive of you. So me, my brother, my sister, and you. We work together with you. And when you couldn't be there, when the we is exclusive, uh, we created this with you in mind. Um, This is a good challenge. This is a good challenge going forward. And being able to um, stand where you are currently, use the values that you've gained and learned and practiced and uh, moving forward to a place of um, community building and um, solidarity. That is the uh, next step from welcome and hospitality. Another place you could go from here is um, challenge right and wrong thinking. Uh, we, Anna and Elsa talked about uh, perfection being the enemy of the good. Um, actually, that was a quote from um, one of your readings. But um, there is nothing wrong with right and wrong thinking. I know I just used that word in it to say it again. Um, So you can laugh about that. That's okay. Uh, But um, I want to lift that up. I want to lift up right and wrong thinking. There is nothing um, incorrect about thinking about things in a right or wrong way. Actually, um, if any of you have studied the Enneagram, um, you just for those of you who haven't it's a way of self-reflection it's a way to think about um how uh we all view the world like on an individual level um i am a not i am an eight on the enneagram i see things in terms of power and truth um but folks on the one at the one position tend to look at the world from the right or wrong perspective, uh, right or wrong, uh, point of view. They, they see things that are right. Uh, they're, um, they're, uh, they're able to think right or wrong. Um, something just seems inherently right. Something just seems inherently wrong. Um, that is not a bad way to view the world. Um, what, we're talking about when we're when we're saying change our perspective from right and wrong thinking is that that is the um, for 
uh, European for Euro Christian supremacy and white supremacy and um, in terms of colonization and and, and racism um, that is the only way to look at the world right or wrong you either right or wrong um, and there um, it is important to um, have a diversity of uh, ways that we look at the world. For instance, maybe you want to look at the world in terms of harmful and instead of right and wrong, um, you might want to look at the world as harmful in solidarity. Um, uh, in your way of making decisions, um, maybe it's not winner or loser. Maybe it is something is harmful to these people in this community. Um, I am standing in solidarity with this particular community. Um, especially when you guys were deconstructing what you thought about mission groups and mission work. And I used to work with, um, a volunteer or a year long volunteer organization, um, that, uh, I was the, the program, uh, director for a year long volunteers who lived in community and did a uh, social justice worked at nonprofits. And so, um, we worked with the volunteers on what it meant to be in that community, what it meant to be in that neighborhood. Um, it was primarily white women from Minnesota who did this program. So maybe some of you and, um, they, uh, we worked with them to try and help them understand what was going on in the community, that it wasn't just that um, lazy people of color were had collected themselves in this one community and they all needed help. They needed people to um, be their saviors. And um, so you can either turn your back on them or you can be the savior. Um, that wasn't that that is the uh popular societal portrayal of that particular dynamic um what our organization tried to do was show the um the deeper story the deeper level what was actually going on how did taxation and policy change and redlining how did all of these factor into where this community is has been and where they might be in the future um, so, uh, maybe when you were talking about, um, the, uh, rise of interstates and how many of those, the interstate interstates in Wisconsin and Minnesota, um, went through, uh, people of color community. It just had to go there. Um, and how somehow it got rerouted in, um, from uh, affluent communities. Uh, these are the same questions that we can take as we decide on where to go and how to do our mission trips. Frequently mission trips are vacation trips. And I don't understand why we can't just say that unless we want to allocate mission funds to, which is fraud, by the way, allocate mission funds to uh, a vacation trip. 
in my opinion, it's fraud. And uh, we should just say it. We're all going to go on a community community building trip to um, New Orleans or to um, Rosebud Sioux Reservation. Um, we might do some, uh, you know, charity work, but it's not mission work. And mission is something different. And that's what you have to decide on what mission is. You have to define it as a church. So, um, uh, I think that is helpful, um, to change maybe our right and wrong thinking to, uh, be just, uh, um, to add to our right and wrong thinking to add to the way that we think already. Um, maybe ask questions. Who is this harmful to? Who is this harmful? Who is this harming? Um, and who am I in solidarity with? Who am I standing with? Who am I saying yes to? Um, what am I saying no to? So, um, that might be, uh, a place to go from here. you've listened to um, my response to where do you go from here now it's your turn to actually take the steps take the steps um, you get to decide where you go from here um, I know that it has been uh, a loving and um, wonderful journey with Elsa and Anna and all of your um, BIPOC respondents um, and I appreciated uh, the work that you all did it is a time to be joyful and to celebrate um, it is also a time to uh, get ready to go to work um, you are now needing to flap your wings uh, and see if you can fly and if you don't fly, uh, just know that you can keep on trying. You can keep on trying. Mistakes will make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. So here you go. Some music as you go forward. Thank you for allowing me to be on this journey with you. And I will see you around.